The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. This is Sean Solis. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Peter Dancy. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. We're still in quarantine. We're still COVID down, and there's still not a lot of new movies coming out. But don't worry. Stay with us as we continue on in the world of James Bond. We had a break last week, a nice little break to go uh, back to other movies. Uh, I don't really have a Back to the Future pun ready for that, but it was good. It was good. Saw my best movie of all time, hit our 200th anniversary, our 200th episode. And so now we're here for 201 to review the 1965 uh, James Bond follow-up film to Goldfinger, Thunderball. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to pass out from saying the note. Oh, my God. Thunderball! <laughs> Didn't work. Crushed. And now we need a new host. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I just wanted to do a little quick summary right here because apparently all James Bond summaries for early films are just like one sentence, and I love that. James Bond heads to the Bahamas to recover two nuclear warheads stolen by Spectre agent Emilio Largo in an international extortion scheme. That really fucking boom. really yeah, really really fucking concise i love that <laughs> like that's that's a nice thing like I, I will give them credit man our ability to write movie summaries has really declined over the years <laughs> like you go back to the 60s and 70s and it's like a sentence done and it's perfect <laughs> well, back when movies know. didn't need to have convoluted plots to make money I don't. I don't know that this is not going to be convoluted. Oh. But we'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the basic yeah. gist. Like, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Is exactly what happens in the film. It's yeah, true. So, yeah, because this is like I feel like of all of the you know other than maybe the Spy Who Loved Me, this is like the classic Bond movie that Austin Powers is clearly like. There's so many tropes that you know clearly lived yeah, on. Yeah, this this is one. I I, I don't know. This is we're going to talk to you about it in a minute. But like I, I have to admit, this this is a movie that a lot of people think is worse than Goldfinger, and it's one of those things where it's like I I violently prefer this movie. To oh, this is so much better than Goldfinger. I, I, so <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's the thing. I think we're starting to slip into like into like Roger Moore territories of Bondism, and I just I just I prefer it, and it's one of those things where i think i might be i did i thought i'd be alone but apparently you know ben's not here tonight so i'm just kidding i actually think ben might agree with me i don't know why no, ben would definitely is. not agree with you <laughs> okay fine 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 well let's throw let's throw to the person here let's throw, let's talk to me sean what do you think of thunderball um i actually like overall still enjoy this movie um it does like kind of border on the ridiculous um you know kind of consistently throughout it's just but at the same time, like I like, I really like embrace it. It doesn't go too far, which I think some of the later Connery Bonds, um, you know, you only live twice being a good example, kind of like pushes the envelope a little too far. Like this one, I think is it. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, but it, it embraces it and it does it in a in a good way. Um, like that opening scene where Emilio Largo goes in, and uh, you know you have Blofeld there, where you can't really see him, and you have like the you know his like Council of Evil. As ridiculous as it is, it's still just like, oh, this is right. this is this it's, is great. It's, it's, I'm just it's like I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Um, and like the same I thing just, with like all of these underwater <laughs> fight scenes. Like, 
it, you know, you just you just have to like, you know, it is what it is. You have to embrace it. But it, it is a, it's a really good time. I love how there's like not a person inspector who doesn't seem like heavily coerced to be there. <laughs> like, like it's like one of those things. It's like I love like I love how like this the, the, the movie's way of making Largo seem badass is that he's just like checking his notes getting ready to do it as like a dude burns to death next to him which is I, I it's actually like an effective piece for Largo which is why we always forget that like that scene isn't really about like how ridiculous fucking Spectre is like because <laughs> it's actually establishing elements about the thing so but let's kind of throw it to somebody else Sarah what did you think of this one as opposed to and I, and I guess because I guess I felt out I felt out a little bit of Trevor I know what Trevor's gonna be I don't know why I, I'll have him say that on air so I don't know I actually have no idea what you're gonna be Trevor I'm so sorry <laughs> Um, but Sarah, what did you think of Thunderball? I don't know, man. I couldn't take it seriously after the jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> real. One, this is I... this is the ironic thing because the jetpack is real. I know. Yeah, and that's I know it's I know. real, know. but it's just it's so it looks so absurd. Mm-hmm. I know that it's real yeah. cognitively. But I didn't yeah. know it when I was watching that first of all. I've learned that this evening and that's very impressive piece of engineering, even though it's dangerous as all get out. The fact that something functions like that is incredible to me. Why don't we all have them by this point in 2020? But here we are. Because they are incredibly dangerous and we millennials well, know, in particular cannot think, be trusted with them. But you think yeah. that they should have engineered a, a, you know, a better, safer jetpack. Sean Connery well, has to wear a helmet. That's years. how dangerous it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree, Sarah. Like, I thought the first, like, five, ten minutes of the movie were, like, the dumbest part of the movie that clearly could have been cut. Like, there was just no point. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole concept of, like, the jetpack scene and then his, like, Aston Martin spraying out ridiculous shit that, like, causes all the other vehicles to, like, crash into each other. I'm just like, yeah. this is, it's just, like, too much. And but even that... Th- the way the underwater fight sequences were filmed like yes again i understand that that's very difficult to do even now to perform a or to to film a pretty well choreographed fight sequence underwater but just the way they shot it it was like have you forgotten we're underwater well here's a lobster to remind you that we're underwater there's a really weird moment when that battle starts and the first like minute and a half has no music over the top of it right. which I just need like even if it's like a weird noise yeah I need like I need, like you got like it's all like blah, 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 and it's like totally I do I do like I actually okay so I don't know. As Kid Jack loved that. Like he was just really into that. And he was like, oh man, it's like a, just a giant aquarium. And I still, I still like it. I still like how like weird it is. But I admit that just cinemagraphically, it is not, which is not a word, but it it doesn't, it, it doesn't really like have a sense of action and timing. So like I understand Ben's need to like speed that up just editorially wise because again Ben's the editor I get I get why that is I still think there is like a lot of per action in this movie there's actually like a lot of like solidly built action sequences and I think this is one of the things too where it's like I hate to make this comparison but we're kind of like you know if like we're kind of looking at the thing it's like it's upping the action in all the Bond movies and that's what it is and you can see this like like the tagline poster says you know look up look down look out it's a you know. weird fucking poster they do like <laughs> 007 puns with like two O's and the part of a yeah. K is a seven yeah. and then 
The Here third comes, part yeah, down is yeah. him in that red jumpsuit surrounded by women in their swimsuits. He's standing there on that poster with his flippers on like, hey, look at me. And says, wow, but he's got flippers on. And it's, yeah, I know. So, I know. It's one of those things. It's like, it's one of those movies where it's like, I do find, I think Sean Chaudhary is like attractive in this movie. And I think that that is impressive in and of itself. I, I cannot let go of the fact that, that he does. The CIA does buddy tells him so. He's like, yeah, sir, yeah, you look Felix, good in everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He uh, does, you know. Also, I think this is the first appearance of Felix in a movie. Uh, it's the first time I remember seeing no, him. No, he's in, uh, he's in Dr. No. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's early. That's yeah. sorry. So, oh yeah. But, um, going back to your, your comment about the underwater scene, like, I don't really think they could have sped it up because, I mean, if you, I mean, anyone who's like swims in the water, but certainly if you dive, like you don't really move very fast. Like you can't, you, 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 can't you can time, you can, like, you can time ramp it. It's actually like, there, there's like a, it looks weird, but it's like, there is a way to like, look, I, there are actual really well done cuts and maybe it's modern editing, but like there are some really well done cuts of the sped up water fight that you can find on YouTube. Uh, look, I totally there. expected to find it boring as hell, but I'm sorry. I've never seen anything more epic than that underwater confrontation, guys. Have you seen anything like this before? No, I've never no, seen anything no, no, like no, no, no. And parachuting, paratrooper, frogmen, scuba right, divers, right, para right. scubers. I've, right. I, I've never seen that before. Scoobers. Have you seen that before? I've never seen that before. That's yeah, because it's, it's impossible. Like the yeah. scuba equipment weighs <laughs> like 45 pounds. You can't yeah. parachute with 45 pounds of equipment on. The well, watch me try. They they actually, yeah. There there is actually a thing now they could do, but they definitely couldn't do it in 1965. <laughs> it's like that's why seals weren't a thing at that time period, and that's why they had the stand-in. All of them are wearing like not like colorful red jumpsuits as they jump into the ocean, which I love. It's just that's the best, honestly. It's just them that everybody's just like jumping up, and everybody's like, I love how everybody has like correct color matching uniforms too. It's like yes. red team and black team. Yeah. I think that's the thing too I think to my like young kid eyes this thing was epic it was fun it was dumb but it was also like I recognize still how dumb it was today but I also recognize like how like uh, like just this movie does get a good sense of spectacle and it's also like one of the things that we're doing the Bond travel log thing again and it's Bond traveling to the Bahamas and you know and they actually do a good job of like having that scene where they're going about and they're like, actually showing like you know I, I don't know if it's you know, you can get into whether or not it's being, you know, what's the word here? Um, I don't know. You exploit, it's exploiting, exploiting the culture of the Bahamas. Oh, and stuff colonialist. Like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, col I, mean, it's, okay. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> colonialist. It's actually, that's the whole thing. Like the whole core bronze premise is traveling to, to the next couple movies. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's an argument that Skyfall, when they go to Macau, is like the same thing. Like that's, you know, I don't think it's like a specter that Bond will never escape because it's so inherent to this. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Like really Bond in this movie. Yeah. See a oh. Spectre over here. Oh my god, his that was mine was better than his. His it thing was. The, it's a little he, he did he said Spectre like three times. It's the Spectre of Death. He put the evil and the guy's like I can see that like Largo's like, you put the evil eye on me. I'm trying to make this make sense, other than just like you're directly quoting the organization to which I work for, which is a weird way to go about this. <laughs> so I like I I, I, also, like, I feel you a little bit, Jack, but I would have said that, you know, growing up uh Return of the Jedi would have been my favorite Star Wars film far and away. But, you know, Oof. on on second viewing, when you like kind of put it in the context of the rest of the series, it's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not like a strong installment, but it's oh. a fun time for sure. Yeah. 
So apparently all the women on the poster are actually in the movie, which is the other thing, yeah. too. I feel like, yeah, that's the thing, too. The blonde is the lady in the start when he just randomly gets attacked like on a rack, which is just oh my God. so that, that was another scene. I was like, oh, he's in mortal danger, but this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Also, for you, the record, that sequence is time-ramped, Sean, so they had time-ramping oh, yeah, available. that and one is also, really obviously well, time-ramped. The, the, there's a scene where the, the disco boat, I, I forget it's full. The disco volante, which I'm is sorry. a ridiculous name for a boat. It is, but where it's like speeding through the Bahamas, that's definitely yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that also looks real jokey. Oh, yeah, that thing's yeah. going really fucking fast, dude. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, like oh, what kind of boat is this? It's like they couldn't get that fucking, they had, they built, so like they built their own goddamn boat to be the disco volante. They had their they they combined a boat <laughs> with a catamaran to make a super fast yacht, and then they speed ramped it anyway, so that they can <laughs> split it apart like the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, that was kind of badass. Though. I was really excited when that, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I, I think a lot of this movie. I think the thing too is like I think that one of the things that I think is cool versus previous Bond movies, and and I think that. Goldfinger is not in the same way that this one is. This movie is a Bond spectacle movie. And this is the thing. This is taking Bond, which is kind of more of a genre-based spy thriller, and we're transitioning into big spectacle. And I think to that end, I think that there's positives and negatives that come with that. Uh, for me, because I'm, I'm probably like... I enjoy the core Bond theme, but I think that even Goldfinger, I think that's the reason I don't like Goldfinger to some extent. It's, it's goofy, but also still kind of like taking itself like way too seriously sometimes. Or, well, it's not really taking itself seriously. They say pussy galore on film. Oh, no, it's, just, it's impossible to pussy. say pussy galore and be like, I am a serious, serious person. I am a serious <laughs> man. Uh, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Peter, though. What did you think of the uh, what was your opinion of uh, Goldfinger? I'm not trying to circle back. What, where, where are you sitting now? weird crazy zany it it's i i, I don't know where i said i don't know where i said because because this movie is all over the place like it, it is a spectacle it's just so there's so many points where i just kind of sat there in confusion but i kept watching it because i was enjoying it if, if that makes sense <laughs> no yeah i think i think that i think that this is the one that it's like this is a bond movie that i would have also watched more with my dad than like goldfinger you know what i mean um, yeah, I mean, this also has more rewatchability value, I think. Like, I would probably watch this movie, you know, again or more often than I would go back to something like, you know, certainly Dr. No, but probably Goldfinger as well. Yeah. Largo also is like, what do you guys, where do you guys sit on Largo as a villain, too? Like, this is the thing, too. <laughs> like, I do think that Goldfinger probably is a way better villain than Largo. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's like it's also weird to say that knowing that his entire performance was dubbed and speed ramped to like that's just a fact that happened with Goldfinger that makes it make no Gold, sense. Goldfinger has like a model of Fort Knox that he's been working on for 10 years of his life and a trick room with things that spin and this guy has sharks so you know yeah yeah it's it's a tough uh tough ironically sure. he is in some way like a much more effective villain to be honest yeah. i do i think the other thing too that i'll give him credit for here is that the plot is actually very solid to be entirely honest uh, uh it is the most well i won't say it's the most i've understood any of them so far because i did have wikipedia pulled up because i totally lost it because i don't know if it's just older movies but there's just things that get said that if you blink you miss them 
And if you, it's not even whether you're paying attention or not, it's whether you managed to hear it or just, I don't know. I, I had no idea what the stakes were by the time, whether like where the bombs were, if one of them was on the yacht escaping with him. Obviously not because it blew up and there wasn't nuclear holocaust and it wasn't a bad thing. But I was like, wait, where? What happened? I, I just, yeah. I I do think, though, that, yes, I would agree with you that the plot, like, was continuously motivating the action scenes that happen in a really straightforward way, as ridiculous as all the things around the plot are, the plot actually makes more sense than, say, Goldfinger yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's also like for this yeah, is. It does I, make I, more sense. It's true. I think I think it's also <laughs> like it adds a nuclear bombs adds a level of realism and immediacy. It's like yes, we're going to lose a fucking city. Like it's clear. Versus like Goldfinger. First off, the plot in Goldfinger is just like hold my beer. <laughs> like that's. That's the one that's to my mind is still like the word. There's there's oh, like the whole radiating. A whole he's going to radiate gold, the gold to increase gold. the value of his own gold. There so are there are Pierce Brosnan bond movies. I don't I don't it's it's a worse plan than even the worst of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Right. Like which I can't wait to get to because I've seen none of them. Oh my God! Oh. I've seen cl- I've seen clips of them, but I've never seen like any. Really, of them in there's full. really only one great one, <laughs> and then Oof. everything else is kind of. Um, I like tomorrow. Tomorrow's fine. No, they're uh, all bad. <laughs> oh, you Sorry. know, what? Pierce, you know what? Pierce Brosnan himself, when interviewed, said that he can't tell the difference between the last three of the movies that he filmed. <laughs> wow! <laughs> actually, I totally believe that. Actually, <laughs> especially like World Is Not Enough and like uh, and like uh, oh, what's the tomorrow really bad one? Oh, yeah, those yeah. those are the two that I'm always like I see and I'm like these are. World is not enough is like a far superior film, but it's still like real bad. <laughs> it does commit the sin of Christmas Jones. <laughs> Sorry, what? Is that that yeah. one? I thought. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. World is not enough is Christmas Jones. And that's where he goes. Christmas comes only once a year. I thought. Oh, my God. That's that one. I thought that. Was, well, whatever. I'm not I know. Yeah. No, I, it's not. A, it's not a terrible Bond movie because the other girl in it is actually it's one of the rare ones where the actual Bond girl in that movie because she's totally secondary to the plot I, in like I, I'm every convinced sense. that you're wrong and that Christmas Jones is not in a Pierce Brosnan movie I don't know why I'm just no like, I thought it, she, she is in- I, I'm 100% sure okay. Ask, I, 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 I'm happy to talk about this my, <laughs> my dad chuckles every time he hears the line and I'm like I can't. I just I can't. can't picture it, but I'm yeah, sure we'll the world, get there, the and then I'll be. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm not wrong. I promise you on this one. Uh, I've promised you a lot of things that I've totally been wrong on. <laughs> that mean, that should be nothing to you, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted us to double down on it in any case. Mm. Uh, That's the important on, thing. On Largo, though, I, I did want to kind of give my thoughts. Um, you know. The, the most effective scene is like the first scene with Blofeld in his, you know, conference of evil room. Um, but Blofeld kind of overshadows Largo a little bit, I think, because he's just like clearly so evil with his like cat and everything. You can't see his face and they're like oh, really building imagery. him up. It's just like that whole scene is like phenomenal. Um, and then there's just no way that Largo can really like measure up to it like over the course of the rest of the film. Um, you know, he does have his like white tuxedo eye patch look which is like you know it's it's, it's gonna iconic be, it's, it's iconic really cool. for it's sure really cool. but in terms of just like his mannerisms he never really comes across as just like this really evil guy that we're all kind of terrified of you know he has a sharks but let's let's you know this kind of a gimmicky one scene and then that's it 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's I think that's kind of the, the core problems for me for this film come down to a I think the thing is that like it's kind of follows an actual investigation. So the convolute, the plot is very clear about a getting from A to B. And I think that's really nice because they're trying to find the nuclear weapons. It's clear it's it, it doesn't actually make a whole lot of sense how Bond investigates. And there's this whole kind of side plot of like they don't want to go down there unless Bond finds the things. And so they're really just trying to confirm that Largo actually had well, the plot lands them. completely coincidentally in his lap while he's just having a spa day. So like he's trying <laughs> to get evidence the whole time to convince right, everybody right. that, yeah, this guy is really dead. I know this. And it turns into M vouching for Bond repeatedly where everybody else in the room is like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and See, so like, and, like yeah. and I love it. I actually, that actually seems, he's like, he seems rather excitable, doesn't he? <laughs> so I was like, it's, and it's like, it's, I love, I love like how they still have like the totally hidebound, like, British people too. One one of the things I did want to say too is I think in, in confusion with that with that plot, you have a lot of backstory that's trying to fit in characters. Like Largo makes sense, but then you also have Fiona. And there's just kind of maybe too many characters, and oh, I think yeah. that's I think one of the things that needed to happen is that Fiona and Domino, from a script perspective, need to become one person. Fiona is definitely uh, kind of like a throwaway, literally character. She yeah, kind of well, shows up and gets it's, dead. It's, yeah. She's she's the archetype of the evil Bond girl. No, no, no. Mm. That's I wait. I thought Fiona was uh, his sidekick, like his oh, no, partner. No, 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 that's Domino. Domino. No, 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 Which not her. Not, not, not Domino. Guys, the guy that gets tortured, the one that gets tortured to death. Who is that? Paula. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go over the film's cast of female characters here. We have for what it's worth. Yeah, exactly, exactly for what it's worth. Domino, and the second brown-haired girl is Paula, who's actually an agent who works with Bond, who gets tortured to death in the movie. Yeah, and then you also have molly peters as patricia i think patricia is her name yeah yeah she was like the, the spa yeah. girl the, yeah the spa girl who apparently counts as oh, a bond yeah. girl because she's in it for five minutes and fails in her physical therapy duties <laughs> also that's not a, even then i don't think they did physical therapy by putting you on a rack and Man, walking the fuck away yes like the inherently dangerous spa contraptions of the 60s like the steam thing that you sit in and your head is just like sticking out i've seen that in like disney cartoons before <laughs> I like it's how, like, I like how the exact same those. thing on both of those machines there's like a setting that's like don't put it on this setting <laughs> yeah right. exactly. all i have to do is turn it all the way up and somebody dies i'm like, yeah. it's like, well, then, this it's like through. why is it even engineered in that way Exactly. Yeah, uh, I do. I, the fact that Bond almost dies of thrusting too hard repeatedly is, is pretty. It's just really. <laughs> it does look really weirdly awkwardly really suggested. Yeah. He's like, ah! it's poetic almost. Yeah. 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 yeah that whole scene is really uncomfortable for me. It's just like, yeah. It's like this is not the kind of kink that I knew I wanted to see right now. Can we please yeah. not? <laughs> sorry, we were, we were getting the women straight. Um, yeah. So yeah, Paula. So sorry, Pat- sorry, Patricia, Paula, Domino, Fiona. Fiona is the evil redhead yeah. who, because of the way that they did the screen testing thing, looks a lot like Domino half the time when she's on screen because she has dark hair and in the, in the yeah. dark scenes it, she looks almost identical. Just face shape. They have a very similar face yes. shape, mm-hmm. which I think is a problem because there's already enough girls for them to be confused in the yeah. background. So the problem with my thing is that I never follow Domino's story. <laughs> like that's the thing too. Yeah. I know it's her brother, and I know her brother's dead, yeah. and I know, and I because I went back and I tried to like scooch through. 
the movie on my computer to like kind of get some of the facts and read Wikipedia to do it. And I was like, but like it is by no means an easy plot element to grab is like what's happening. And I think the biggest contributor for me personally was that I was overwhelmed by the number of female characters, which is I get it. This is the biggest Bond movie, so it's got to have the most Bond girls that he screws. Which is just gross. I hated wow, that sentence. Man, you did really, really effectively yeah. said, made, made that exactly as creepy as it is. It is. It's, oh, that was the point, yeah. and I regret it. But I don't, but I do regret it. <laughs> What's weird yes. to me is that they like hold up Domino's like kind of the quintessential Bond girl. Um, yeah, they, they said like yeah, the director said, "Oh, it's the most complex Bond girl ever." What the fuck, man? Yeah. History is full of history is full of people saying, "Okay, this is going to be a progressive female character because there's like one more thin layer of characters." Like it's just that's how it is. She has a dead brother. She has a dead to. brother who was working with the guy that was working with the guy that you're walking around with while, while committing crimes, and he's dead. Which went for more money? Well, she's also Largo's mistress, which is a weird fucking deal. and niece. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, like, that like we just kind of that. We just kind of skipped over that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "Is your is, are you a niece or a mistress?" He's like, "I'm both." <laughs> I was like, "How do you feel about that?" Okay, cool. And I was like, "It doesn't deal." The rest of the movie doesn't deal with like the inherent level of like incest that's there too, and also that implies that he's related to the Air Force captain he kills. I was really hoping that yeah, when when she was referred to as his niece. That that was like their cover so that they could go out in public together and have it not be creepy. But as even as I say that, I realize that it wouldn't have mattered. He has enough money wouldn't, where no one would care. Wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Yep. Nassau. He's, he's just down there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> you banged your young niece. That's the thing. Yeah. No, this, and, I, and I love how like it's like you had to have really larger than life villainy to make James Bond not come off as a villain. So that's part of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, man, he is practically straight up normal at this point, like based on like what's happening with her right there. And I think it's also the thing, too, is that like I, I don't want to say this, too. I think they were going for a thing that does not. La- I want to say this up again. It doesn't land at all. But she, when she kills him at the end, they kind of wanted that to be a powerful moment. Oh when she yeah, saves I James mean, she Bond. gets a dramatic music stab. Like that is like they, it, yeah. it, it is yeah, they effective. It. Like she's yeah. almost yeah. a character in that moment. Almost, almost, <laughs> almost. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, and I think the thing too. I think actually the bones of her story are in that movie. Again, there's just it's very hard to like have like an effective female character that the plot and movie does not focus on because it's too busy like making notches on Bond's bed. Post. Like that's yeah. the problem. Oh my god! So. Like yeah, when she's like, she just so that's why you make love to me or whatever because you need my help or whatever. Like the fact that he tells her about I her did dead it brother. To England. Yeah. I fucked oh. you and I saluted the British flag. Well, I'm talking about Domino, but also yes, with uh, Fiona, there's that line. I did it for king and country. Yeah, yeah. That's I was uh, like, I was like, there. oh man. Just like really just laying it out there. While you're here. Okay, your cool. ass said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they really don't take I mean that was all part of his plan to escape Because now they really don't take him seriously <laughs> yeah, like, I I mean, that's, that's what kind of bugs me about this film is you know, it, She could have been a much more like fleshed out character um, so the writing, I think, is like a little uneven. Well, well, it's also she's very core to the actual events and how they progress because the the the, the movie actually shapes 
to her a little bit because the events of that lead him to there. And then he's like just going out and confirming on the ship a bunch and trying to find stuff. But then like, yeah, like she's actually very integral to the plot, to the movie's detriment in my mind sometimes, because I think it's I think it's kind of a problem a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the strongest part of the movie is like how evil they make Spectre to be. And this is like the first movie where you really get the sense that like Spectre is this like actual evil organization yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That, they are prepared gonna... to do battle underwater <laughs> well it, it, somehow i don't know somehow just having a force of like scuba attack guys is just hilariously more believable than the, like the death island where they have like training dudes in turtlenecks which is still again a great archer joke where they're talking about everybody in turtlenecks because it is it is <laughs> definitely specter that said that because everybody is like on a hot they're in the fucking bahamas in turtlenecks and blind like long sleeve <laughs> shirts and they're community. all yeah they're like this like it's not exactly like these this is like I, they might be evil motherfuckers but they're gonna be in board shorts like that's just <laughs> how it is like, right it's like, like, it's like if, you're, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be part of Spectre and be here it's as a way to like not look conspicuous can you wear normal clothes please yeah yeah even Bond's in board shorts and oh, yeah. man does he wear those, those short, oh, short shorts, man. Those shorts. <laughs> yeah maybe that's that's the key is they 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 had to like hide up all the other muscular stuntmen so that Bond looked good in those legs you know what, one of my favorite awesome. parts of the movie is you couldn't where, uh, see his arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. Because <laughs> he was literally like in like latex bondage gear for most of the movie. When, actually, speaking of which, since if like if that was latex, that's some hot ass shit. To wear we're in the Bahamas. Yeah, he must have been so sweaty when he came out of that oh. thing. You could have fuck it. You could have fucking filled that pool with that man. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite parts of the movie is where uh, Q Just, comes like, in him out and uh, Q's like wearing his like Hawaiian button. Oh yeah, yes. When Q yeah. marches Phenomenal. in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also love. This is also my favorite. It's so this is British. This is. Still, I know that Q had the had a moment in Goldfinger, but this is still the best when like Bond's just flipping switches on the thing and Q's like, "Be a grown up." <laughs> this is like. <laughs> That is like, this is the he just shows him. He's like, I don't like doing this out in the field. So can you please just let let this go by more smoothly? Be an adult. And he's got, he's got like, and he's got like the jankiest Hawaiian shirt. It's like he's so gonna cool. go. It's, it's he's rough. gonna. He's like his entire facilities are not like based on like. He's like, he's like, oh, I'll help you, yeah, find he's nuclear bombs. But I'm really gonna get some it. beach time. You know, that's really what I'm here for. He's if if a, Miami blows up, who gives a fuck? It's Miami. Yeah, I totally missed the Miami shirt thing. And a fedora. It's so good. I came yeah. here. I came here it's for something beach, like uh, for sun, the beach, and babes. <laughs> what the hell, James? I, I didn't realize you were gonna bang every girl in the Bahamas. It's like a, something that Trevor would have worn in college. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I love you, Trevor. It was a great look. That was good. That was a pretty good burn. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I wore a like quote unquote Hawaiian shirt at any point, but it's. Uh, I, I think that's uh, that's that's what makes that that's what makes that good. Yeah, you can picture it. So I got pretty close. <laughs> I killed Jack with that. (laughs) (laughs) There was some floral patterns, sir. We're not. (laughs) (laughs) What up my nose? Was that great? It's on my microphone too. Yeah, I saw that. I'm worried for your microphone. It'll be okay. It's got a pop screen. Yeah. (laughs) It's just got my junk on it. It's got corona all over it. Anyways, yeah, so 
I don't know. I, I, I have a, this one actually, as much as I like want to talk negative about like the female characters, Largo and that thing, I think that all of that's kind of par for the course for Bond movies. And I don't want to like yeah. act like I'm accepting yeah. it, but I'm, to some extent to enjoy Bond, we have to like accept its product of the age a little bit, which is never like a fun thing or never like something that I feel like I would say. Ironically, for whatever reason, Bond oh, has just the power to... But yes. I'm not proud of myself, though, is the I, point. That's I, I, don't, like, <laughs> I disagree. I don't think to enjoy it, you have to accept it. I think I think part of enjoying it is is, is the ridicule a little bit. Sorry. No, no, no. I think that the point, though, is this. All that aside... I think that first off, it's it's less objectionable than a lot of the previous Bond movies. I think is the thing too. Mm. Outside of like, mm, well, certainly, I certainly. don't know that uh, that first girl in the spa was a little bit. That was rough. Objection. Yeah, it's fair. But just wait Poor. until we get to the next movie, guys. It's only gonna get worse. <laughs> oh, the next movie. The next movie is like like the the final send off of Connery is like well, it's not the final send off depending on how you look at it. But it, it if the fun in terms of that, it's like it's like whoa. Like all, this. all you need to know about you only live <laughs> twice. Is it the one where they fuck in space? No, no, this no, is no. the this one is, uh, where they give him Asian eyes. Yes, it's 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 Bond goes to Japan and it is not good. Oh. <laughs> yep. And he marries a local because that's what shit oh. you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. It's really, it's no, really bad. You want to you want to talk about like this 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 is gonna be like this is practically PC about, oh, about what's so about PC to happen next, to the next week. Movie. Like it's so bad. <laughs> like it's ironically, I still Goldfinger still bothers me more than that. I well, I don't. I would, mm, I would that one scene. Yeah, it, for sure. It, this is more. This is more my person. Yeah, that, that though, honestly, picking between the two is like picking between what's the worst crime, <laughs> sexism or not like a uh, sexual assault or just vague crazy levels of racism <laughs> like that's, that's like the thinking between the two I mean two. there's definitely sexual assault and you'll live twice too <laughs> yeah that's fair there's yeah, sexual fair. assault in most Bond films on some level yep 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 here yeah. we are reviewing all of them yeah but you know what we're bringing it to light with each podcast, yeah, it's good. So I'm, I'm actually, good yeah, podcast. I'm not negative about it. I'm not. I, 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 it's one of those things when we review all of them back to back. Sometimes I feel like a broken record. You know what I mean? But it's, it is good to sit, talk about. Like we have yeah. to, yeah. But I think you know. At the same time, the point I was actually getting to before I talked about all that is that I actually really like this movie. I think that it's a <laughs> lot of fun. I think that it's a really good revisitable Bond, older Bond movie, and I think that it's because it has this like watching this movie is like reading is to my mind is like the most experienced like reading an Ian Fleming book it's like going to his vista being on like a, the whole movie is like a ticking clock and you're on this thing you're trying to track down thing you're trying to investigate stuff and you're sexing people up and going all over the place and then all of a sudden you're gonna you know you're you're just you're you're a stealth agent under the things I don't know it's just this whole movie playing has, poker escaping through parades yeah this movie is too much and has everything. And but at the same time, as like a spectacle Bond film to go back to reason visit Bond, I really think this is the better one over Goldfinger. Goldfinger is like slightly more complete, straightforward movie, uh, even though the plot is the, the actual plan is terrible. But I still think that this is like the quintessential Bond movie because it's got 
all the stuff and it's and it's also and I think some of the scenes are like more iconic like I'm sorry when Fiona gets shot in the back because he spins her into the bullet I feel like that's a really iconic Bond moment that I find more iconic than him getting his dick sliced off with a laser oh disagree <laughs> I thought it was I mean, so no, I'm wrong I I'm just I also <laughs> prefer the optics of Bond being castrated to like spinning someone into a bullet somehow <laughs> so <laughs> we all knew that was gonna happen too like I was just I like, did not Oh, no, I did not see uh, that moment coming. It was like, what? What the? What? I, lo- how? I love how it slipped right between his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would agree that there's a lot of iconic things about this movie, but it's more it's more like Spectre is, is becoming is an iconic kind of organization because of this movie. Right. Like there's so many like, you know, just going- favorite, favorite Sarah Becker quote while she's watching it. Brave man to have a white cat and wear a black suit. That was my favorite. <laughs> oh, that, was that was my good favorite line. fucking Listen, thing. Though, as, as the owner of an orange and white cat and also someone who wears mostly dark clothing. I can tell you that that man is in for a world of hurt and lint rollers. Just a lot oh, of yeah. lint rollers. Yeah. You know what else we didn't do? We didn't actually talk about the beginning of this movie where he beats up a widow. <laughs> do we want to talk about that? We vaguely alluded to it. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. I did not follow the fact. I, I didn't follow like the funeral thing. Well, but I it just, was like. It wasn't the, that it was the man pretending to be his own widow. Yes, um. it, it was. But my favorite thing, and he was somebody that killed an, a friend of Bond's. But like my favorite thing is there's totally like there's a cut that. in that oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, there's a cut Sorry, that Ben I just pointed out. What we were talking about. Yeah, Ben legitimately pointed this out to me. There is a cut in there where he literally you could see Bond toss a woman like yes. it's it's a it's a. She's like half the size as she is in the next shot. Like, like it is it's a like, terrible action scene to start yeah. on. And it is yeah. the, the speed and, ramping. And For I some know. reason, whenever he fl- throws her into the fire near the fireplace, right as he's about to walk out the door, he throw he takes the flowers from and a vase throws and throws her. them on top of them. Her head, yeah. Wasting like, time. So his you know, lackeys why? who come in see him exit. Right. Why? They know exactly how to left. follow him. What the fuck is with the flowers? <laughs> well, and then, no and then, it's meant to be a play on like putting flowers on somebody's grave, I think. Oh, oh. Okay. And he's like, just killed this person. This is like, I should do this nice gesture. Here are yeah. flowers. I mean, the only the only purpose of that intro sequence is to have like Sean Connery in a jetpack and to have his yes. Aston Martin like, you know. Yeah, fuck some people up. Shoot yeah, no, like, there, like no, there was no point. It didn't which add is, anything which is the negative to this movie <laughs> is that a lot of sequences, like clearly they had the ability to shoot certain sequences and it ties them together, which is, again, to my mind, the idea of like big speculative blockbuster movies. A lot of times it's like you're like the wild, wild west. They really have a, they, they got this idea for a giant spider and then the whole movie comes back as to justifying why a giant spiders in the wild west. Like that's, you know, that's that's kind of how that movie was made. If you wanted to know. And then they threw Will Smith at it. That's that's, that's how that happened. Um, but I think that's I think that to the same extent, like I think that's they had a jetpack and they had the RAF guy who was just like, yep, yeah, we'll get you a jetpack. 
jet pack. Come on. We'll get you a jet pack. It's be cool. And then they they just had to work in a scene and they used the beginning opening scene to do that. And I also love how like Bond kind of I don't want to say this. He looks sorry. I've been reading a lot of blogs with British people. So I'm going to say he looks like a knob because uh, that's what people said because <laughs> he he's does. wearing the helmet. He does. He looks like he looks like a knob and he's like in a proper practice. You know, he's practicing proper safety with that because they said, can you not wear the helmet to the stunt guy who was going to actually fly? And there's like only two people that could fly this fucking jetpack because it was just it was I love I love the fucking quote on Wikipedia where the guy is like saying it's like uh, and it's so British. He's just like the jetpack was used at Thunderball was real. It was invented by the United States Army. Bloody dangerous. Bloody dangerous. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like really clearly like they the guy was like, are you going to fly it without a helmet? And the guy's like, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so that's why they had Bond put on that helmet. It looked like a total fucking knob, which is, I think takes, I actually do think like if they could have him not use the, like that with the jetpack, it would have been much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm saying this is the sixties. We should not be taking people's safety into account. Like three people almost got bitten by sharks in this movie, including Sean Connery. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's no chance that anyone in the sixties should be trying out a jetpack without a fucking helmet, man. Like, yeah. what if it stops working? You're fucked. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the helmet probably wouldn't help you in that case anyway. <laughs> like, you're still probably... It's also... Right. But you could at least it's say it's you were It's one of those weird things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, unless there's like more thoughts to, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up some scores and take a, a effect, like a look at some of the like kind of, I have like a, I have like a list of things I put together about like this movie that I kind of want to just talk about like some of the things like I, do we do, do we talk about the oxygen tank thing? We did. Oh, we did. I think. Okay. Well, did well, we no, talk about it on we, air? I think we this is I why I shouldn't to, I, talk to you. This is why I shouldn't talk to you guys before the show because yeah, I think we, we don't talked know. about it before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. So the whole point is that the British military was convinced that the oxygen tank that Bond has, like the little small miniature one, was like a real thing, and so like they had to like apparently the director actually had to call and be like, "It's just the magic of editing." <laughs> so <laughs> it was, was the edit, was the editor also Sean Connery? <laughs> I assume he was British. <laughs> it was it British protection? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, this is also the last this is also the first film that the actual iconic Bond gun barrel thing was reshot for so this is the first one that Sean Connery actually appears as James Bond in it because before it was uh, I think it was Bob Sibbins was the stuntman Uh, and so they actually reshot it for this one using actual pinhole stuff and there was actually a suitcase over it because they wanted he wanted to get credited in the film as having reconstructed because he did a lot of cool things for it Sean Connery also stopped going to any premieres to do with James Bond after this during this movie because he said quote the fans are too into it <laughs> uh no that's not a quote uh but he said they were he did say they were too enthusiastic is what he said i also so. read something that said he was having like a, a marriage that was new and like being exhausted by the press and shit too something about along those lines I don't know. it's like yeah. people asking him about tabloid stuff yeah. The other, the other thing is a fun thing, too, is that apparently hundreds of actresses were considered for Domino, which is really ironic. I really would hate to like be in the role and like get the lead role of this movie and then to be totally lost to Fiona and everything else that's happening. Uh, yeah. The role of Domino Durval was set to be the most complex Bond girl yet. And producers looked at hundreds of actresses for the role. Among the biggest names were Julie Christie, Raquel Welsh and Faye Dunaway. But the role eventually went to Claudine Auger, a former Miss France. Even Thunderball co-star Luciana Paluzzi auditioned 
audition for the role, but was actually overjoyed when she found out she'd be playing villain Fiona Volpa. I think that that is the iconic Bond woman from this movie because I don't think it's Domino. So um, I would agree with that. Yeah, poor yeah. Miss I don't France. Think you don't like, we're all that iconic, to be honest. Well, I think I, okay. So maybe Fiona. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just the image of Bond like saluting the Union Jack while he has sex with her is <laughs> my favorite thing. I'm sorry. And I'm I'm very, into, <laughs> I'm very into the image of you know of, of redheaded femme fatale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, she's that beautiful blue dress with the boa. Like, ugh. yeah, so good, yeah. so like, good. She's she is. This is it because Bond movie set that standard, and this is like the really first real red femme fatale. I mean, there's been other girls that have like tried to kill him before. Like, sure. that's not the first, but like, definitely this is the first like like. Hot loaded red. Sorry, I don't know why she's loaded. That um, that's a weird thing to say. I know she she's loaded. Gun. She's locked and loaded. She like literally, <laughs> <laughs> she actually has a gun. That's what I meant. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's also there was a director change up here too because Terrence Young was not going to reprise as like the director again because uh, yeah. So there I was think, a, there. I think what I like about Fiona so much, just going back to that for a little bit longer, is. Yes, she has sex with James Bond, but then she still wants to kill him. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She doesn't I, like defect because, like, oh, his dick was so great. I have to be with him for the rest of my life. It's his like, penis no, didn't change her mind. I distracted him. That's right. magical dick. <laughs> and, and, she, and she even tells him to his face, "It's like, oh, what? You thought your dick could change my, could change my mind? No." Well, to be honest, it actually is kind of jarring because they actually sit there with the audience and say, it's not how it works, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, which is actually like a weirdly I, I don't think I think it's intended to be shocking, but I think it's like weirdly actually for not forward thinking. Well, they weren't thinking it like they just did a thing and it's not the worst. That's how that happens. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I mean, had they consolidated it, I still think they needed to consolidate down the, the characters yeah. and had they yeah. written them a little better, you know, I, I'd be with yeah. you. But I think, and I think that's the thing. I really think that there's Paulina is a is a problematic background character to begin with. She's confusing with Domino when they show up and stuff because they got time alone. And I think that Paulina definitely Paulina at oh, least Paula. needed to be cut. Yeah, Paula. Sorry. And then uh, Pollyanna. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, she said she gets tortured to death. Okay. Yeah. Well, she commits suicide actually to escape being tortured. Right. Yeah. What? She takes a sign. Yeah. yeah. Another yeah. plot point that you could potentially miss because a character just kind of says it, and like if yeah, you yeah. don't, if you blink, oh, you miss yeah. it. I, I remember the cyanide, but I, I, I thought I thought it was a combination of like she was being tortured, and and, and so she took the cyanide to like stop that so that they didn't get any secrets out of her. That, right. That's yeah, how, yeah, exactly. That, that's that's how I interpreted it, at least. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, I, she still uh, has some agency there. I mean, she decides to commit yeah. suicide. She's like, I will not be taken down. It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's the only I mean, reason that character exists, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a kind of badass ending for a very forgettable character. Yeah. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite facts about this movie is that the explosion at the end of the Disco Volante was so fucking crazy that it shattered windows in Nassau 30 miles away. <laughs> Just nuts. Dude. Yeah, because apparently the dude just r- drenched everything in experimental rocket fuel. <laughs> it's like, we'll see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> 
And apparently yeah. it like almost like injured people. Like it was. It was well, apparently dangerous. it flipped. It flipped the boat up and they were concerned that it would have flipped back up and over onto crew that were like by the explosion close by. So like it also threw shrapnel onto like a beach somewhere. It's like a lot of shit happened. Uh, the other thing, too, was that uh, I believe that this movie uh, is not environmentally responsible. Oh, no, 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 no. The, I, you, you they're know, touching that coral, shit. they're riding sea turtles. It's it's like, <laughs> yeah, this this it's 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 also like that shit that was coming out of Bond's jetpack at the end. that looks the like green material. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Why was it green? I OK, really I read this. Understand. OK, I read this because I yeah, didn't yeah, get it. You read it. You say it. Yeah. Well, no, I was just like it was supposed to be used because I didn't get it. I was like, why is he drawing attention to himself with this green dye coming up the back? Of it? And apparently they were going to have him use it as a smoke screen to get away. In but a then, chase sequence. But then they just decided it'll make his entrance look cool. Like that's literally all that's the logic it? there is to no, that. It looks like he was spewing, spewing Mountain Dew out of his ass. It it pretty much. Like, oh. <laughs> it looks like a can. Like, it looks like he's got a Mountain Dew can strapped to his back and he's just powered by like Mountain Dew flying through the river. <laughs> Polluting the oceans. Colonialism. He's just zooming along thinking gamer fuel, gamer fuel, gamer fuel. Yeah. He's like, I'm the best underwater motherfucker there is. Let me get my knife and slice somebody's hose because clearly that's gonna do them the fuck in. <laughs> like that's, I love, I love how many people like just get their hose cut, and instead of just like dropping their rebreather and surfacing properly, they're just like, oh, I'm because dead. obviously people forget how to swim. <laughs> right? Yeah, just, you get a little bit of water in your mouth, you're dead. I've been so. too busy fighting for the past five minutes. I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Also, he does a thing where like he he loses his goggles or something and then puts on a new pair underwater. And I'm like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Like, wouldn't you right, still that, have yeah. There is, a, there is, you gotta clear it. You can clear it. There's yeah. actually okay. like, it's actually a kind of thing. So that it's, that's, gotcha. it's not unlegitimate. Um, I, 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 I don't do the, the scuba diving. I already have this just, I, I did have to look up underwater with heavy tanks weighing me down, like terrifies me. Oh, well, you, oh, it's you're not, weightless because you, you're yeah. underwater. And actually, you actually feel free and stuff. Like it's and and when you do it in the pool the first time, it is kind of weird because you're yeah. like you got to kind of like lift. It's 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 a thing, man. I got a uh, it's 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 so I, scuba diving is actually if you ever want to try it, it is a lot of fun. And uh, if you move to North Carolina, it can help you. <laughs> I, I would die. Water, that's I what just, I freaked out about. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, so we work and I with that. Hang out and have some cocktails. On yeah. <laughs> the divers alert network works at Duke, where I work with the high hyperbaric chamber there because we have one of the emergency hyperbaric chambers where we fly people to if they get uh, bends and stuff so people come in all the time so we have I think we have one of the biggest ones on the east coast if I'm not mistaken so we I do I have I have I did like a bunch of stuff too and also the guy that actually trained me for the simulation lab was a big hyperbaric guy too so you're you're right though Sarah because like I mean it does take a lot of like clear it it wouldn't happen like instantaneously right also I had to look up if it was a thing in the 60s if the mask actually still worked that way in the 60s apparently it did yeah but still yeah i had to look up underwater flares because i was like how does that shit work that does work that does work. yeah i know it's real but it is still something that boggles my mind and i think that's i think i think that's the best part about this movie is that enough of this shit is actually real that it's it's it it, like at the time it boggled people's minds and you know the fake stuff probably boggled obviously the underwater breather with thing boggled people's minds but like 
everything about this movie like boggled people's mind. And then you, and then now today you go back and watch it and you realize the jetpack's real and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting movie. And I think that's the thing. Like, I think the thing that it ends up uh, totally succeeding at is being utterly spectacle. Uh, but let's go ahead and put some scores on this thing. I'm going to throw it to Sean first. Oh, it's a tough assignment. Um, this is this is actually a tough one for me because I really enjoy this film, but it does have a lot of kind of fundamental flaws for me. You know, namely being the Bond girl situation where there's just there's too many characters running around and none of them are written particularly well. Um, so it kind of makes it a little hard to follow. Um, that said, this is certainly an iconic film in the sense that it really defines Spectre as this evil organization. You know, there's so much from Austin Powers that draws on this film that parodies, that parodies it because it's so iconic. Um, the underwater sequences are an absolute blast. It's just, it's cool to see. And I can't even imagine what an audience in 65 would have, you know, <laughs> would have thought watching this movie for the first time. Um, so there's a lot of things that it gets right. Um, overall, I think I kind of stick with my comparison to Return of the Jedi, where it's a little more style over substance, you know, which is certainly the case with uh, a lot of the Bond films coming up. But at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I think I will give this a seven, um, mostly because of rewatchability. Um, you know, this is a movie that, uh, again, kind of defines the genre in a way going forward and it's one that you can kind of rewatch again and again and it's it's a good time okay uh peter uh i think i'll give this movie a 6.5 i i so 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 yeah i i i agree with sean like there, there's definitely a lot definitely a lot of rewatchability about the, about this movie i i i certainly had fun watching it and it's and and i and i think having this discussion about ver- about various aspects of the film had like, had me kind of go back and and, and re- rethink certain aspects of it of it more and, and and appreciate them for what for what they were doing with with what they were trying to do what they what they wanted to do of course still like with, with the whole bond girl thing but but yeah i this movie is weird and but but i but but, but i but i still enjoyed my time watching it and um and and and, and yeah it, it's it's cool once again kind of kind of what i said before it's it's cool seeing it, it as it has been for for me watching these bond movies it's it's fun seeing where different tropes um e- either either just full on start from or or at least like or, or, or really where it's like yeah we got a hint of this before but this is where you can say for sure it started so so yeah in in, the, in that regards in that in that regard I, th- I think i think this movie is pretty cool so yeah 6.5 for sure for me sorry what was that one more time peter 6.5 6.5 6.5 okay uh, next up is sarah I give Thunderball a 6 out of 10. While I do recognize that this movie was full of really impressive practical effects, especially for the time that fucking jetpack just blows my mind that it was real. I was laughing my ass off when I first watched it because I thought it was a really bad special effect. But now that I know that that it was real, I do kind of want to go back and watch the opening again. Just be like, how does this work? Um, But... Um, I don't know. It was, it has now reached the point of bond where it's getting too absurd. 
<laughs> for me. Oh man. And and I, that's that's definitely personal preference. I understand that you know Sarah, you're in, you're in Sarah, for a rough like you you have so, so far to go from here. I know, <laughs> like, I know. Hey, I'm still giving you a six. Like, I'm still telling people, like, this is a decent, solid film. You should go watch it. I'm very... uh, You only live twice. I like that movie, knowing that movie is... is Trash. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I agree with you, Jack, but it's like, yeah. yeah, Yeah, It's so cool. I have to rate these in, like, the context of the Bond universe, but, yeah, yeah, just knowing what comes... (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, the cool line where he has, like, the... He's got, like, the string with the, with the like, the venom that goes down the string into the mouth. It's cool. This is cool scenes. Like the fucking Anyways. volcanoes, like the evil layer. Oh, the volcano! <laughs> the volcano's the best. <laughs> also, that's also the volcanoes where the movie totally goes off the fucking rails with just like racist snitches. <laughs> 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 All right, Trevor, Trevor, sneak peek for next week. Stay tuned for You Only Live Twice, which is fucking bonkers. <laughs> I can't wait. Um. So Thunderball, I think I'm pretty comfortable saying is the most I've enjoyed one of these so far. Um, this is a six for me. Uh, you know, this is more in line with my, my idea of a Bond film is, which, you know, probably should be primarily spectacle. The plot is there to string things together. It is the perfect amount of silly for me in that, you know, there is still a lot of bullshit that connects it all and shenanigans that Bond gets away with. Like um, at some point they assume the Idiot, there are idiot bad guys that think, oh, we must have got him with a propeller because his gear is broken or something like that, which is stupid, but which is a lot easier to forget about than in like Goldfinger where he's a captive for most of the movie. And you would think that would build to like a uniquely maybe satisfying escape scene, which is actually him luring the dumbest, winks at him? The dumbest so. guard ever into his cell while he does the like Matilda, I'm on the ceiling thing, which I'm sorry, Matilda's <laughs> my go-to for that, but that's just how I grew up in the 90s. I don't know why. Um, yeah. So I, there's just there's just so much perfectly perfect nonsense in this like hearing people say man the winches or uh mink gloves releasing tension or um sean connery saying corn chowder three times in a row or a tape recorder book or um this also kind of memorable line about this henchman vargas which gets a lot of attention for no reason other than he's like kind of ugly i i I guess i don't know what the joke is but it's like vargas does not drink vargas does not smoke does not make love what do you do vargas it's just it's the perfect bullshit to me i don't you know (laughs) forgot about that guy all of that and big ben ringing seven times at 6 p.m instead of six it's just uh, yeah it's it's what my maybe idea of more of a bond film is and the underwater thing i was just so expecting to be the most boring drug out thing which was just so perfectly silly and actually kind of like as silly as it was on the one hand with people yes automatically suffocating once you cut their oxygen lines also being like (laughs) speared by darts which are like you know a little more gory than bullets in a way so yes it was just the first minute with no music where you're like i'm confused yeah, well, and I was confused. Million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I was confused by the plot, for sure. I mean, I still don't. I never got guys that he was going to blow up Miami Beach. I just missed that line because it's just a line you could miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also just reiterates the whole evil specter thing because it's like, we're going to get the money and then we're still going to blow it up because. <laughs> <laughs> 
You see me? That's that's like that's like Spectre. It's like just evil for evil sake, which is why Austin Powers is so good. <laughs> but yeah, that's my score, six out of ten. My best score right. yet. Let me say this too. I think that Trevor echoed something here that I need to reiterate too. I think that uh, on the whole, I think that as I think this is the difference between me and Ben and some other people about the cast sometimes is that I think that my favorite Bond movies typically are Bond movies that are pure spectacle. And I think that's the thing. I don't necessarily always engage with it. I find that some of like the pure good Bond films can be troublesome in a lot of ways. And until like Casino Royale and some stuff like that and maybe Skyfall, I think that there's like a there is like a modern Bond. But I do think there's like a certain sort of troublesome that when I go back and I watch the spectacle or like not to be offensive here, but like kind of the dumber Bond movies, I find it to be a lot more fun experience for me and I think that's the thing and I rate these genuinely inside the canon of Bond themselves and by extension there like I have a lot more fun with this movie and I think that like I recommend this I, I and I think that a lot of other people do this too I think everybody wants to go rewatch Thunderball over that and I think exactly the point like the like the swimming underwater fight scene is horrifically dumb but like god damn did I giggle like an idiot through all of it <laughs> like, like and that thing's like solid for like a minute and then he's got like the under underwater little gas bomb that just like falls down is so dumb and he's like he goes into a submarine and comes out the window and then goes back up and drops a grenade in there and he just he goes away and it goes boom and then you just see one of the little fluffies fly away it's a, it's, a, it's a well cut scene man it's like it's it's hilarious I think it's really funny so I actually am gonna agree with Sean and I know that I'm gonna get shit man when Ben comes back and finds out I gave Thunderball a 7 <laughs> and I gave Goldfinger a 4 uh, I'm gonna be in trouble <laughs> I mean, you're just wrong about Goldfinger. It's, oh, it's fine. I was pretty drunk during Goldfinger. <laughs> but it's it's not coming up my there. I really don't like Goldfinger. I really, really don't like Goldfinger. I've never enjoyed it. Maybe it's just the depiction of Kentucky. It is. It's just like bothers me. <laughs> it's a state over. And I'm it's like, yeah. It's personal for you. It's personal. <laughs> shitty mint juleps. Yeah. And look, oh, oh, who made that mint julep? No one made that mint julep. <laughs> that mint julep's been sitting in the sun. There's no ice. What the fuck? Anyways, dude, if you ever actually have a mint julep at the Kentucky Derby, mint juleps at the Kentucky Derby are death on a stick. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sure. I had I had about two of those, and I was like, God, I'm gonna vomit in the bathroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's a uh, those they they make them like horrendous. But anyways, uh, I do want to go ahead and give us the score, and which is uh, we're gonna give Thunderball a six point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think I think that this is definitely a Sean Carney film where we give a recommendation i think that we accept that this is maybe not the best movie but i think that for me and maybe some other people i think that we're moving to the better form of bond by bond becoming not a good film and is in its own way actually makes it a better one like i think that's the thing this is the first bond movie that i can really really enjoy and like break open and just like make fun of and still really enjoy which the heyday of that is definitely going to be roger moore but i think that this is i think that's what it is because i'm a roger moore fan this is going to be like the opening up for like the funny ass Roger Moore movies to come uh, and honestly that's the thing this is like this is literally like the plot of Moonraker like you know we have a bunch of fucking astronauts in space shooting laser bolts at each other like <laughs> like fucking Star Wars it's the same thing and everybody's color coded and they're flying around and it's so slow just like this one so I don't it's, know, uh, yeah. with, with a few exceptions this is probably my highest score for a while <laughs> oh, it's fair it's fair I, I understand I, it was, I, 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 I have a I have a I'm very curious if we break uh, if anyone breaks a nine before 
Casino before That's modern. Yeah. But what's interesting yeah. is we do have the same average score for this as Goldfinger. They're both 6.5s. I'm looking at it. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's interesting. fair. Yeah. I understand. And that's, that's the, that's the variation. There's, yeah. there's a strong variation on me and that's what, that's why we average scores. Cause I, I mean, I've always said that. I think the average that we produce as a podcast is better than what we actually yeah. think. So I think, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, for the movie gang podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Goodbye. Peter Dancy. Much love everyone. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. And of course, Sean Solis. It's been fun, guys. Thanks. I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. If you want to help us out, head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. This is TuscanShed.com, where you can find a myriad number of other podcasts over there that you can listen to. Check out Animania. Check out uh, the Pen and Paper Pod. Check out our old backlog stuff, such as Geek Space Nine. Go check those out. You can also, while you're over there, head on over to the Help Us page, where you can find a myriad number of ways to help the podcast and keep us on the air. Helping Tuscan Shed Media Network helps the Movie Gang Podcast, helps Animania. It's one-stop shop to help all of us keep all these shows on the air, so we really appreciate that. Also, while you're there, if you want to just, if you don't have any financial needs to help us, you can also head on there and just give us a five-star review on iTunes. That's the purple icon on there. Hit that, get it in there, and make sure to give us a five-star review. If you hate my clicky-ass keyboard, you're welcome to go tell us, but just don't tell us on there. Go over to Facebook. I'll really respond to that. I'm buying a new keyboard, I swear. The guy that said I needed to beat myself to death with my clicky keyboard, (laughs) I hear you. Probably not going to beat myself to death. I'm probably going to take a less drastic action. Just, yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll get there. One last time, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. <laughs>